0: From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. Today is Tuesday, May 24th. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. Israel's Benjamin Netanyahu gets a warm welcome in Congress today, while Jewish settlers insist that nobody can tell them to leave the West Bank.
1: It's like saying to the Americans, go back to Europe. It's belong to the Indians. Excuse me.
0: Meanwhile, NATO members consider whether to use attack helicopters in Libya, and Russia's leaders consider how to polish their image. It's all what we call pokazucha, you know, like showing off, not doing anything for the people. Those stories and much more still ahead.
1: BBC News with David Legg. The Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has told a joint session of the US Congress in Washington that he's ready to make painful compromises to achieve peace with the Palestinians. But in a speech punctuated by standing ovations and applause, he said a future Palestinian state would not see a return to the borders that existed before the 1967 Middle East war.
2: We'll be generous about the size of the future Palestinian state. But as President Obama said, the border will be different than the one that existed on June 4th, 1967. Israel will not return to the indefensible boundaries of 1967.
1: The Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas said the Israeli leader had erected new obstacles to peace. Our Middle East editor Jeremy Bowen was listening to Mr Netanyahu's speech.
2: The Israeli Prime Minister described a Middle East full of threats to Israel, especially from Iran and the armed groups it supports. Mr. Netanyahu declared he would make painful compromises for a peace with the Palestinians. But his speech shows that the gulf between his view of an acceptable peace deal and that of the Palestinians is as wide as ever. Mr. Netanyahu declared that Israel would never allow Jerusalem to be divided. The Palestinians want a capital in the city's eastern half. He demanded a continuing Israeli military presence along what would become an independent Palestine's border with Jordan. The Palestinians want to control their own borders.
1: United Nations nuclear watchdog, the IAEA, says it's very likely that a remote site in Syria that was bombed by Israel four years ago housed a nuclear reactor. It's the first time the agency has made such an assessment since it began investigating. Syria has denied Israeli and U.S. allegations that it was building a covert nuclear reactor. Officials in Egypt say the former President Hosni Mubarak and his sons will face trial for the murder of protesters during the uprising which ousted him from power in February. They're also to be tried for corruption. Human rights groups say hundreds of people were killed during the protests. From Cairo, here's John Line. Once again, Egypt's military rulers have responded to growing pressure from the opposition by announcing new and tougher measures against the former president and his family. This appears to be a clear attempt to defuse a major opposition protest planned for Friday. The former president is accused of corruptly acquiring a palace and four villas in the resort of el Sheik. Hosni Mubarak and a businessman who since fled the country are also accused of corruptly selling cut price gas to Israel, losing Egypt millions of dollars in potential revenue. Airlines have cancelled 500 flights in Scotland and northern England as a plume of volcanic ash spreads from Iceland. The International Air Transport Association criticised the British authorities for lacking test aircraft to monitor the cloud. World News from the BBC. President Obama has met Queen Elizabeth at Buckingham Palace during his state visit to Britain. He'll attend a state banquet this evening before staying at the palace overnight. The US President has also met the British Prime Minister David Cameron. More substantive talks between the two men are scheduled for Wednesday when they're expected to discuss Afghanistan, Libya and the global economy. An appeals court in Moscow has upheld the conviction of the former Russian billionaire Mikhail Khodorkovsky for money laundering and embezzlement. Mr Khodorkovsky called the charges against him absurd and politically motivated. Daniel Sanford reports from Moscow. Earlier in the day, Mikhail Khodorkovsky had spoken angrily in his defence, asking from which dusty basement the Stalinist spider who'd written the original verdict had crawled. But by the time the decision came, everyone knew what to expect. The guilty verdict was upheld, but his sentence was reduced by one year.